He was on with Peppermint Zaki on OMSNBC yesterday. I want you to listen to this. And I'm going to, we'll talk about this. There is an argument uh, circulating about whether the 14th Amendment that prohibits anyone, quote, engaged in insurrection or rebellion from holding public office bars Trump from running for president. Now, this hasn't been tested in our system before. Uh, Do you think, what is your thought on whether that's a valid argument? I think it is a valid argument. Uh, you know, the 14th Lies. Amendment, uh, Section 3, is pretty clear. If you engage no, in not. acts of insurrection or rebellion against the government, no, it's not. or you give aid and comfort to those who do, you are disqualified from running. Oh, it doesn't Lord. require that you be convicted of insurrection. Uh, it just requires that uh, you have engaged in these acts. It's a disqualification from holding office again. Uh, and it fits Donald Trump to a T. Uh, I think this no, will be tested when the Secretary of State either refuses to put him on the ballot or puts him on the ballot and is challenged by a litigant, um, I would imagine it will go up to the Supreme Court. And that's the big question mark through all of this, which is, what will the Supreme Court do? There are prominent constitutional scholars, as well as prominent uh, progressive scholars, uh, who believe that he should be disqualified. But uh, will the court take that step? Ultimately, uh, only time will tell. But I do think uh, it is a very legitimate issue by the clear term. In terms of the 14th Amendment, he should be disqualified from holding office. What a snake this bastard is. No person shall be a senator or representant in Congress or elector, uh, president, vice president, or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state who, having previously taken an oath, as a member of the House of Representatives, or as an officer of the United States, or as a member of any state legislature, or as an executive or judicial officer of any state, to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in or in insurrection or rebellion against the same, or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. A Congress may, by a two-thirds vote of each House, remove such disability. All right. So, what does that say? Well, when was the Fourteenth Amendment ratified? It's ratified in what, 1867 or 1868? Uh, So it was written at what time? After the War of Northern Aggression. Um, It is very specific in some of its language here. Note that it doesn't say president. It does not say president. There's a good reason for that. That would have been that the then vice president of the United States who had to become president because of the assassination of Lincoln, was a Southerner. Of course, they tried to get rid of him, too. They tried to impeach him. Didn't work. Ultimately, uh, Ulysses S. Grant comes along and is, 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 is elected here. So it doesn't say president. Now... My contention, uh, even if I believe the shifty melonhead Schiff had a point, and he doesn't, but let's pretend for poops and giggles for just a moment that I believe, or that you believe, that Schiff has a point. 
the office of the Predente is specifically left out. The office of the president is not somewhere that is elected. It's not a member of the House of Representatives. not a member of Congress. It is not a judicial member. It's not a member of someone that was elected to an office in a state. Um, it is elected specifically by a very specific set of, of actions, namely votes in the states and then the meeting of the Electoral College. Note it says you can't be an elector. So it does factor in the presidency. Why didn't they say president? Because of Johnson. That'd be my contention. That's one. Two, this was, it, this was explicit. The damn thing should have had a sunset clause on it. This was explicit to try and stop those men that may have still been agitating to give secession another go. Oh, I wish they had. To give secession another go and uh, uh, to leave the Union once again. By the way, leaving the Union, you can read the resolution of Virginia. You can read the resolution of Louisiana, of Mississippi, of Alabama, of Florida, of Texas. Read all the resolutions where they sever their connection between the United States and those states, it reads just like the Declaration of Independence. It says no, nothing, says absolutely nothing in there. In any of those documents, it says this much. Zero point zero. About going to war with the United States. Doesn't say anything about an insurrection. Doesn't say anything about a rebellion. It says pretty much what the Declaration of Independence said, which was we severed the political bands which have connected us with another. We're going on our own way. We're leaving the Union. That's what those resolutions say. It was the war of northern aggression. It was Lincoln who forced, who went to, went to arms to try and force the states back into the Union. You know, that's, that's why I, 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 I play that clip. As a matter of fact, now that you have prior knowledge, now that you uh, kind of have a setup here on that, listen to this from Stonewall Jackson. Go ahead. One of our listeners makes a point in the chat room. It, at the time of January 6th, President Trump was still president. That's, that's right? correct. So was he insurrecting himself? That's right. Well, that's... Uh, you're talking about Melonhead Schiff here. None of it is going to make any sense. But here, I want you to listen to the actor Stephen... Um, uh, oh, gosh, what's his... Not, not the lane. Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang, who plays Stonewall, Thomas J. Stonewall Jackson in his speech. Uh, this is basically... This is uh, the, the, the text of this is taken by... Basically taken from... The, the novel I wrote was Stonewall. So this is basically, there are hundreds upon hundreds of men that heard the speech this day. This is pretty much what he said. Now, take what Shifty Adam Schiff just said and then apply the 14th Amendment to these guys and see if it would even prevent them from holding an office. Citizens, soldiers... I'm here at the order of General Robert E. Lee, commanding all Virginia forces. On April 15th of this year of our Lord, 1861, Simon Cameron, the Secretary of War of the United States, sent a telegram to our Governor, John Lecky. 
Citizen soldiers. Yeah, hell. But perhaps not his words. His wire to Washington stated, You have chosen to inaugurate civil war. And having done so, we will meet you in a spirit as determined as the Lincoln administration has exhibited toward the South. Two days later, the Virginia legislature voted for secession. Just as we would not send any of our soldiers to march in other states and tyrannize other people. So will we never allow the armies of others to march into our state and tyrannize our people. Does that sound like an insurrection? Like many of you, indeed most of you. Does it even sound like a rebellion? I've always been a union man. It is not with joy or with a light heart that many of us have welcomed secession. Had our neighbors to the north practiced a less bellicose form of persuasion, Perhaps this day might not have come, but that day has been thrust upon us like it was thrust upon our ancestors. The Lincoln administration required us to raise three regiments. Tell them we have done so. All right, all right. Does, it, does any of that even sound... Let's just pretend that, that Jackson survived... The war on northern aggression, which he did not. Based upon that very public, repeatable account of what happened that day outside, uh, that's probably before the uh, either the first or the second Battle of Fredericksburg when Meade was trying to cross the Rappahannock River. Does it sound... Do you hear any insurrection or any rebellion in there? This whole thing is predicated upon that there was an act of rebellion. Uh, No, it wasn't. They seceded. You heard him like uh, a few days later, the Virginia legislature voted for secession. Um, uh, But this is the desperation season here. Fanny Willis. Fanny. Is it Fanny or Fanny? It's Fanny. My name is like Fanny and Thuff. Fanny Willis and Thuff has failed to intimidate Trump. He's, 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 you know, what's to the wall. Full speed ahead. Uh, It's Fat Alvin. Fat Alvin has failed to intimidate him. Jack Smith has failed to intimidate him. So the court processes have failed. Now, I'm just going to go over this again. If you're going to make this case, Shifty Adam Shifton, you're going to be confronted head-on with two men, William Jennings Bryan and Eugene Debs. Eugene Debs, you can look this up, ran for the presidency after being thrown in the clink because he supposedly violated Wilson's Sedition Act. Sedition Act. Did they invoke the 14th Amendment against Debs? They did not. Debs got on the ballot, and on the American, I think was, I want to say it was the New American Socialist Party or whatever it was, Debs got on the ballot, ran against uh, whoever it was that was running, or it might have been Wilson, whoever it was that was, oh, okay, wait a minute, so Coolidge becomes president because, I should know this, I'm a historian. <laughs> I, I should know. Uh, is it Harding? 
uh, who, who, is, who, who dies in office and cool Cal Coolidge has to take the office. Uh, Debs runs for the presidency to stop Wilson, basically, because Wilson is a communist. And no one invoked the 14th Amendment against him. He was convicted of sedition. Jonathan Turley has a piece at the uh, Epic Times today about the, this uh, uh, very subject here. Let's see here. Um, would, would this, that's Naveem. That says Jack Phillips. All right, uh, uh, dangerous law. Okay, this is Jack Phillips at the uh, the Epic Times. Uh, 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 law professor sounds alarm on attempts to disqualify Trump. This is all about using Fourteenth Amendment. Um, you just heard Shifty Adam shift the melon head. A theory that has been recently floated in the media claims that the former president could be blocked from uh, ballots under Section Three of the Fourteenth Amendment. Now, you want to talk about? Now, the Biden regime apparently doesn't care. They they are. They are truly, I believe, trying to start a war. They want us to shoot first. The implication to me is, is that they want you to, they want us to go to war with them. Because here's what's going to happen. If this were to happen, it would only happen in a few select places that wouldn't matter. It would happen in New York. It would happen in California. Might happen in New Jersey, although I think New Jersey probably not. Might happen in Connecticut, might happen in Massachusetts, might happen in Vermont, might happen in Washington and Oregon, might happen in Illinois. No Republican is going to win those states anyway. Trump's probably not going to win them. They wouldn't care. Now, they would oppose this. And it would go to a court. Ultimately, it's going to go to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court's going to have to hear the question. And when the Supreme Court hears the question, there's no doubt in my mind, it's either a five to four or a six to three complete and total smackdown. You don't run the election process, what little of it remains. You don't run the election process here in the United States by courts. You certainly don't run it by intimidation, which is what this is. They're not even trying to disguise it anymore. They're loud and proud out there with this crap. Jonathan Turley, a, you know, George Washington University, we quote Turley often here on this show, uh, said this, quote, the amendment was written to deal with those who engage in an actual rebellion causing hundreds of thousands of deaths. Advocates would extend the reference to insurrection or rebellion to include unsupported claims and challenges involving election fraud. Uh, uh, close quote. The professor, who had served as an expert impeachment witness in favor of Republicans defending Trump, said he didn't favor the former president's speech on January the 6th. However, he said the January 6th incident was merely a protest that became a riot and not an insurrection against the United States. 
uh, quote, according to these advocates, Trump can be barred from the ballot without any charge, let alone a conviction of insurrection or rebellion, Turley said. Turley added that he views that some people who propose the theory also argue that there is no action needed from Congress and that state and federal judges could just bar those who are deemed as uh, supporting rebellion through the election challenges and claims. And then over the weekend, uh, close quote, uh, before I even get back uh, in, into the story, just think about that for just a moment. If that were the case. That would almost kind of mean that the states are kind of like independent stuff, wouldn't it? It would almost kind of mean like the states can actually determine the uh, which of the which federal dictates or which federal traditions or practices are going to be upheld, and which ones we're just going to ignore. This almost sounds like nullification. It almost sounds like interposition here. But well, wait a minute! Only racists do that. Only white, hick, hayseed, black people hating racists invoke nullification and interposition. I know I read that somewhere. I know I've seen that somewhere. Uh, this past weekend, Senator Tim Kaine of Virginia, former Democrat vice presidential candidate, stated that there was a powerful argument for barring Trump under the 14th Amendment. Folks, now the elite lockdown ruling masters are basically now telling all of you MAGA heads out there, all of you that voted for Trump, that would, be, that would include everyone in this room, all two of us, most people in the chat room at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat, they are basically now saying, we're not going, we don't trust you. We're not going to allow you to pick the next president. We're going to choose him for you. We're not even going to allow you to choose the candidates any longer. We get to decide. Now, look, not that there's anything new under the sun, because there isn't. These little vagabond, ten-horned dictator tyrants here, that's exactly what they are, and that's what they do. And they've been doing it. All they're doing it now is just saying it out in public. They're just now they're just giving. They're just uh, enunciating, if you will, what they have been saying and doing in private. Now they're just going out like, okay, look, you guys, you idiots wouldn't take no for an answer with this stupid Trump guy. So we're just going to lay it on the table. No, the answer is no. He's not running. He's not going to be president. We're taking our ball and we're going to go home. Which I wish that they would do. Quote, the language of the amendment is specific if you give aid or comfort to those who engage in an insurrection against the Constitution of the United States. It doesn't say against the United States. It says against the Constitution. Boy, isn't it amazing how these guys are all of a sudden, they're running around with pocket constitutions, flagging them in people's face and going, this Constitution says... Constitution. 
It says against the Constitution, in my view, the attack on the Capitol that day was designed for a particular purpose, and that was to disrupt the peaceful transfer of power as is laid out in the Constitution. This is complete and total and utter desperation here. So, no, I just keep wondering for all the people to keep telling me that Trump can't fix this and Trump can't fix that and Trump screwed this up the first time around and Trump screwed that up and you don't trust Trump and this Trump and that Trump and all this Trump. Well, how come Tim Kaine is so scared of Trump? Why is shifty melonhead Adam shift that liar? Why is he so scared of what is the Biden regime? Why are they so scared of him? If he screwed everything up and he's on and he's just controlled opposition, why are they trying so desperately now to not even let him get on the freaking ballot? Uh, some Democrats, including state officials, have said that the theory of the theory likely doesn't hold water. Among them, Arizona Secretary of State, uh, Secretary of State Adrian Fonts told a podcast several days ago that the Arizona Supreme Court ruled that there is no statutory process in federal law to enforce Section 3 of the 14th Amendment and that you just can't enforce it. Well, it's a different take on it, isn't it? Uh, that's why that's what the uh, quote uh, that's what the Arizona Supreme Court said so that's the state of the law in Arizona now do I agree with that no that's stupid Font said saying that he disagrees with the ruling but would follow the law in that case other than Turley's comment to Fox another constitutional scholar and political science professor told ABC News that the miracle amendment theory faces an uphill battle the challenge here is that the 14th Amendment isn't, isn't necessarily self-executing. In other words, it doesn't just automatically happen, and there is some question about what it means to be engaged in insurrection or rebellion and how that is defined, said Kevin Wagner, a professor at Florida Atlantic University. You know what's interesting about that? I should call Marshall DeRosa up and get DeRosa on the show because DeRosa is also a professor at Florida Atlantic University. He wrote the book, The Enduring Legacy of Robert E. Lee. I bet you that DeRosa, you know what, mind me, mind me, I'll, I will ask Marshall to come on the program tomorrow uh, and talk about this. This is interesting, though, isn't it? That they want to use to fort the miracle amendment. And now, what a, can I, and, and, you people that keep... Trump can't do this. Trump can't. All right. How did Roe versus Wade get overturned? All right, I'll wait. <clears throat> do, 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 do. It got overturned because the guy that you say doesn't do anything, can't do anything, didn't do anything the last time he was given the chance, appointed the notorious ACB, appointed Neil Gorsuch, and appointed Brett Kavanaugh. Whether you like them or not, and I don't like anyone, if I had to pick one, I would probably, if I had, all right, if we had to go steady, I'm going to go steady with Gorsuch. I'm going to go steady with Gorsuch. Um, when the time came, yay or nay, up or down vote on Alito's ruling in the Dobbs case against Roe to overturn Roe, all three voted in the affirmative. Yes, they went out there and all, oh, I disagree with Alito's ruling. Oh, 
I but I, I kind of I came to the same conclusion. I just used different logic. I used different legal reasoning, but I came to the same conclusion, basically. What underpinned the Fourteenth Amendment? I mean, uh, row. Oh, case is built on a on, on a on a canard, on a lie. That there were these penumbras, they said, emanating from the Fourteenth Amendment. They were glowing. And the emanating, glowing penumbras gave the right to murder children to their mothers and to their medical practitioners. They used the 14th Amendment. They used the Due Process Clause in the 14th Amendment. What an irony that they now want to use another clause in the 14th Amendment to deny president that appointed the three justices that with the other two with Alito and Thomas and Roberts voted to overturn Roe that they now want to use the 14th Amendment against Trump. It seems to me that the 14th Amendment as I call it the Miracle Amendment that the 14th Amendment if the Union is to preserve to be preserved Congress ought to propose a repeal of the 14th Amendment and all previous acts that have been legislated and are attached to it, including this wretched thing called Title IX and Title X of U.S. Code when it comes to civil rights and civil rights funds. The whole shebang goes up in flames. Of course, that's not going to happen. Yet I just marvel at the... Uh, <laughs> I just marvel at this. I, uh, they're giving insurrections and rebellions a bad name. 